Hello and welcome to PastyCast number 8. My name is Chris. And my name is Laura. And we are from PastyBap.com. You can find us online PastyBap.com. On Facebook, search for PastyBap. On Twitter, PastyBap1. And all around the internet, um, you can find us um, just anywhere that there is internet, really. So we're going to have a look through this month. All the things that we've been going to see and review from food to gigs to all sorts of weird and wonderful things. We have an interview later on with We Toast Tours, which is the 15 peddling, people peddling bike that you might have seen going around Belfast that has a bar on it. So it's like a movable bar. We have a look forward at the month ahead. That is uh, Christmas with a special on family entertainment and around Belfast and then we have some music at the end from hit the B button and that takes us right the way through November and December and we're going to start things off with a gig that Laura went to slightly international field almost I don't know big this is a guy I didn't know was as big as he, he is but uh, it was Paolo Nutini. yeah I didn't I was a bit skeptical I didn't really think that he would be able to fill the Odyssey. It seemed like a really big venue, and he sort of plays a guitar and sings, so it seemed like you would want a more intimate venue. But I it, thought it would be tarped off. <clears throat> it was packed. It Rammed. Was, it was like the most packed I've seen it, even more so than Lady Gaga and Katy Perry. It was packed. Paolo it, is the age spanner. Well, he is. There was sort of older women, older men, like teenagers, everyone, and it was a really, really good gig. Um, you were impressed? I was impressed because, as I said before, you think he's just going to stand there and play guitar and sing, but the sort of the background effects and the, the he had a big band obviously with him, and I really really enjoyed it. Really good. So next thing we reviewed on the site was Project SFB, Project Street Food Belfast, and this was a massive construct that was down at Boy Park, as it's now called, which is just past the Cathedral Quarter, outside, um, just past St Anne's Cathedral there. And it was a outdoor uh, street food festival where they had, uh, I think they had about six different um, bands. Hen Dogs was the one we went to. And basically they had six or seven different bands you get food from. They had Lavery's Bar. We went on the Sunday, they had uh, Bouncy Castle and stuff. But this was like a, it kind of looked like a, a circus tent. And they had built a scaffolding and they had an elevated uh, front room, like a living room. It was like, yeah, it was really interesting to see, and you could sort of touch the boys from the top of it because it was so yeah, tall. Yeah, you could touch like the top of the boys. I think um, we went on the Sunday, which was the family day, mm-hmm. um, and I think there was meant to be sort of face painters and things like that, but the weather was atrocious for the yeah. couple of days before. For the so. whole weekend, and apparently it was it wasn't very well attended, which you can blame people for. It's it seems a rough time to have something that's sort of almost outdoorsy at that time of the year, but we thoroughly enjoyed it. I got a hen dogs street dogs street dogs sorry. Oh my goodness, there's so many fancy hot dogs now in Belfast. But I got a, a street dog and it had chilli on it and you got a street dog with it was like a, I don't know, chimichanga. A, yeah, chimichanga and it was deep fried and it was amazing. Very odd altogether. So yeah, that was good. And unfortunately it wasn't very well attended, but they're going forward with the, with their next one. And I would encourage you to uh, keep uh, tabs on what that's going on. That's uh, Project SFB. If you just Google that there, you'll find it. And if you go on the website, you'll see photos and stuff from it. It is, it is as interesting as it sounds. The next thing after that I went to was also as interesting as it sounds and that was the Lady Boys of Bangkok. Yeah, you went to it first. And, I, um, yeah, I went, uh, I had a, a friend who uh, had got free tickets for this and uh, we decided to go on over and see uh, what it was all about. You can't argue with free. 
So we uh, we went on over there, not really sure what to expect, and uh, I thought it was really good. It was really, really uh, funny, a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be. It was really entertaining, uh, was like lots of spectacle, lots of uh, costumes, something like, what did I say, Lord? 300 Over 200 costumes, costumes and over 100 billion uh, rhinestones uh, as well, which was um, a number that I made up. And thought sounded about right. I was going to say that does sound like a completely made up fact. But no, it was really good. It didn't take itself too seriously. The the sort of circus tent type thing that they had constructed was really good. It was perfect venue for it. It and was really warm and really well laid out. And it was hard to believe it was actually just like a big circus tent. Um, and they had they had like uh, some little people. They had like a drag queen who was like a she was doing a funny turn. Um, and then they had the sort of beautiful, beautiful lady boys that were uh, confusing. They were confusing for everyone. For everyone involved. So yeah, if that comes back around, I was very sceptical about it. And as a mate said to me, it seems like every uh, tax driver in Belfast has been to see this and tells you how good it is. And they're as good an advertising platform as any. And they're right. It is a very, very good uh, night out. Uh, look. Next up, we had the uh, review of the Hit the B Button uh, EP. Uh, the, the EP is called Apartments. And Laura, you reviewed this. I did. They, um, they actually have sent us it a couple of times, and we misplaced the emails yeah. each time. And it took us I don't, months. An erroneous, actually... an erroneous and overzealous uh, recycle bin filter was applied. And it was only upon reviewing the recycle bin filter that we realised that there was a, a myriad of these emails. So we thought nestled we... within. We'd actually get and we give it a listen and review it. And I was pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Um, the I would don't really know how to define. The you don't genre. need to. You don't need to define them. They are genre spanners, much they, like Power with the Ages. They do with the genres. They are the first song, uh, Marshall. I think it's called. It's sort of got really like a chip tuney, mm-hmm. um, synthy sort of sounds like video games. Is the easiest way to put it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It's really catchy. And, then and that's, we're going to have that <laughs> later on uh, to finish off the podcast so you can hear what that's like. Um, and then as it goes on, it's a bit more sort of, I don't even know, slower, a bit funkier. Uh, it's just, it is really, really interesting, a really good listen. And for all the age of them and for how long it's been going, it is a, a really, really good EP. They also have everything from the graphics nailed down their website. They have um, all the information there and... Um, Definitely something to check out. If you just Google "hit the B button," um, you'll find you'll find a myriad of stuff they have on there as well. Um, they have like four tunes on SoundCloud and stuff they got there, so you can you can uh, get involved and have a listen and uh, let us know what you think on uh, Facebook. Also, the review is still up on the website. On home at the Mac uh, was a a play they went to see this month. We're kind of it's pretty eclectic uh, set of reviews that we were uh, privy to this month. Yeah, On Home was, well, I every time we go to review something, I try not to read about it or hear things about yeah. it before you go, just to sort of let yourself be immersed in the whole thing and sort of get it all at once. And I don't really know how to describe this either, but um, it was... It was a very uh, odd, but in a good way, family... Um, like conundrum. It was. A, I had interviewed the cast, and they had said about how it was a mystery, and um, how basically they couldn't tell us much at all. But um, come and see it. And it was dark in places, quite dark. It dealt with a lot of themes from like family loss to turmoil to estranged parents to um, all sorts of things. And it 
done it in a sort of slightly, uh, just ever so slightly avant-garde way, not not completely off the walls or anything like that there, but really great set pieces, good act, really great acting, um, a lot of brilliant language that was used. Um, yeah, and the language was amazing. And yeah. that is the one thing that the cast said to you was that the, the way it was written... Um, that's uh, Jimmy McAlevey uh, has written that and um, he's won some awards and stuff before and that's kind of what he's known for. Um, and I get a lot of the Northern Irish, Irish playwrights are getting this where they're getting known for the, the use of language. It's very poetic um, and if you take it on its own it could it could be a poem or it could be sort of a, a spoken word piece like that and as they bring it all in, the set actually was really, really good. It was sort of set in a like an old lady's living room. Yeah. And it had there was piles of papers everywhere. There was um sort of clutter and there was a wee fireplace and it, it just actually looked like a living room. It was very well recreated. Really, really good. So um and then up next after that uh we had two food reviews um two similar food reviews in that there's an emphasis on meat but very different um, as well. The first one was Sugar Ray Smokehouse, which I went to, and it's out just at Dundonald in the Industrial Park, and I had a lot of good things for a long time about this here, and finally got out, and if you like your barbecue, it is very good. I've tried a lot of barbecue places in and around Belfast, um, and while they've been good, I've not been blown away. This absolutely blew me away. The flavours were excellent. The presentation uh, was amazing. The uh, the ambience of the place was great. I had it... um, uh, that Southern America feel down. Uh, admittedly, a more clean version. Um, and I've been to South America and stuff like that there, and what they got there was pretty good. Uh, like I say, a cleaner version, but that's probably what you want anyway, if you're going to be getting served food in it. But I had some pork sliders with tobacco onions, and I also had their chili cheese fries, and all excellent, really nice sauces. They uh, slow smoked their, um, their meats, and you can tell. Um, and everything from the pickles to the onions, everything involved there was very good. They did a garnish. I didn't like the garnish. They done like a like a slightly fried onion thing. I didn't like on the on the fries, and I also would like the fries to be slightly skinnier. But apart from that, there I would say definitely worth uh, a trip out there to Donald if you do like your uh, your barbecue food. Um, Sugar Ray's that is Sugar Ray's Smokehouse. If you're looking that on Facebook. <coughs> Next up, we had Sticks and Stones, which is. Um an altogether classier affair. Oh, definitely. It's been there for a little while now, but we've never managed to make it down. Uh, the basic premise is that you get your food served on a hot stone and you sort of, well, cook it yourself. It's already cooking, but... Uh, you don't have to. No, not everything's done, I no. guess, but that's the... the And McHugh's have done this before um, for a while, so it's not the first in Belfast to be doing this. Um, but it was very tasty it was really good they actually the starters uh we got it was i think they're called hot and sticky chicken wings mm-hmm. and i'm not really a chicken wing fan i know you are chris i am but usually it's usually it has to be buffalo these weren't buffalo these were like say hot and sticky but very good the, the, yeah the whatever the sauce was that was on them it was like a sort of a soy a sort of oriental. Yeah, almost almost oriental yeah and it was really 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 delicious definitely i would recommend you getting it even if you're not really a chicken wing fan but the yeah, we got steak and tuna and jumbo prawns. It was kind of a sampler thing they were doing, and it was between two people, and they were giving you, yeah, like you said, the uh, uh, sort two of a, different a types bit, of steak. A bit of everything. Prawns and um, tuna. And we, yeah. we actually went for, it was our dad's birthday, and it really is a good place if you are, it is a special occasion, and you're trying to yeah, make it's it a bit nice. different. Yeah, it's nice, without being ridiculously expensive. I thought it was going to be very expensive. It was, uh, whilst a little bit more expensive, not completely like mad with, with the prices not Dean's shall we say and they seem to have a lot they do a pre-theatre menu before 7 they seem to have like an offer on most nights and if you're sharing with somebody we got the 
we got the four things plus uh, three sides um, and uh, two different sauces, something like that. Then it was like 30 quid between two people. So it was very good. Um, and the place is decorated uh, perfectly. Really, really nice. They've got a great selection of local beers and ciders as well, yep. which is always nice to see. So it's kind of like, yeah, like foodie without being pretentious, shall we say. And that leads us nicely into our uh, All Things Christmassy. It is officially gone the 1st of December. We are officially to get allowed to get Christmassy. And we start this off by going um, on Thursday... 25th of November something like that I can't remember the exact yeah, date but we was. went down and the Mac had the launch of their sort of everything Christmas so we went down and I took my son and um, we went down and saw Santa Claus went took him to the grotto that was his first three, three months old so it was his first ever grotto and it was fantastic you kind of went in and it was almost like a mini sort of play like a quick like a five minute play thing where an elf took you through and showed you the um, workshop, workshop and stuff like that there and you posted your letter and Santa was at the back and then he was ho 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 away and so we got just to him and we were telling him what uh, Passive Up Junior, young Max, wanted for his Christmas and maybe what his daddy wanted as well um, plenty of photos, they didn't take photos you took your own photos which I think is fine in this yeah, age Yeah it's much better and I think it, it usually works out cheaper as well Yeah so uh, yeah, I was all very impressed. He got a wee toy. We haven't opened it yet. It's gone under the tree. So all in all, it was very well done. Great quality. Um, there wasn't. There was no rush to it. Um, and that uh, nine pound it cost for that there, which I have no idea how much you normally pay for Santa because this is the first child I've ever paid to take the Santa. But I thought it was very good. Uh, in conjunction with that, they also had the. Uh, they had there was a hot chocolate there. There was a whole sort of spread. Uh, provided by Little, Lidl, yep. however you want to pronounce it. Um, there was sort of lunch in their festive yep. uh, things they've got going on. So there was hot chocolate, marshmallows, there was pick and mix, there yep. was everything. They had a wee, uh, All free. Like, uh, yeah, it was all completely free. They had a wee living room set up um, where you could go and sort of start feeling Christmassy, I guess. Um, there was yep. elves on hand to sort of talk to the little ones and uh, ask them questions. And then we went outside for the big unveiling of their Christmas window. Yeah, and this was inspired by the likes of the co-op and, uh, oh, I can't remember what that's called, McCleaver, whatever it was called, the old windows that you used to see, Leisure World, I guess is one as well, you used to see around Belfast um, where they'd have their display for Christmas and people would come to actually just see the windows, so they were inspired by that and also by their the play they're having, they're launching called... The Family Hoffman's Mystery Palace. Mystery Palace. So they had, this, they had the, there's plenty of illusions in this, magic <coughs> in uh, the show, and they had the crew of that performing one of the tricks out the front where they made a girl appear from nowhere. Yeah. It was very good. In a box. It was really good. And um, the way it's done was sort of like a, I don't want to say a rap. Because well, I kept saying rap and it wasn't a rap. It was the, like the guy rhyme. played a beat and the guy done a rhyme. So I said, it's a, it's a rap. It's a, yeah. And he was addressing an Egyptian, which was cool. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so I heard a guy behind me saying it was a bit like uh, Halloween mixed with Christmas, but I think it's because they were dressed up as mummies and stuff. Horrible history or something, maybe. But um, it, it looks really good, and that um, be I can't remember how many illusions there is in the actual. There's some like seventeen grand illusions in it, and it's I guess it's a slight departure from doing traditional um, pantomime, um, but it's a family show, and you can take every everybody from naught to ninety nine years old. I don't think they'll kick out if you're 100. But that was a very good day. Then they then they turned the uh, Christmas tree lights on. Santa came out and done that. It was an odd Christmas tree, but I wasn't impressed when the lights were off. When they turned the lights on, I thought it was really good. Yeah, it did look really good. And there was a choir as well, and it just we all felt very Christmassy. Yes, and that was the start of the Christmas tree. I hadn't heard any Christmas songs till then, so that was a pretty good start. 
I thought, and uh, yeah, props to Mac, Mac putting that on. Anybody who wanted to come down and check that out, um, it was an invitation they got there, so uh, it was uh, it was very good. We also got the chance to go on, as we mentioned, um, we toast tours, and we'll talk about that a little bit uh, just towards the end, um, but we'll tell you more because we've got an interview with them, and we're going to finish off this segment looking at the past with um, that there. Uh, we're just going to talk quickly about uh, two last things. One is the Belfast Burlesque Festival, which we went to at the weekend. Really good. Yep. Um, this was put on by Soup de Jour. That's her name. <laughs> not, that's her real name. Not not Soup of the Day. Um, and this was a festival, uh, not a festival as in like a music festival, but it was uh, over three days. And basically a festival, a burlesque festival is like a competition. So the first night on the Friday night was the newcomers. This was people who have been doing it for under a year and they were... Some of them, I think, maybe for the first time, but I don't think many. Um, and uh, there was prizes given out for uh, all sorts of things, from best newcomer to best display, all that sort of stuff. We went on the Saturday night, and that was the uh, professionals' night. Um, the Belfast Crown was given out the first ever. This was an actual crown. So there was one winner that night. That was the best in show. Uh, Dimebag DJs were playing. It was in the black box, and it was my first uh, burlesque festival or burlesque probably anything that wasn't just like a small tidbit in a, a cabaret show or something like that there I thoroughly enjoyed it it was really really good the standard was actually really high really and high the place was packed as well and brilliant themes brilliant costumes they had some dudes doing it yeah they were really, really really good they were really good we thought they should have won um, um, Paul Curry was meant to be uh, judging but he wasn't there he and we were disappointed because we have to mention Paul Curry in every <clears throat> we love Paul, Paul Curry. Curry in every podcast until he does an interview or something with us yeah um, so yep, yeah, that's that was done by Tizorama. Tizorama, keep your eyes and ears out for more. They've got more shows coming up. That was a competition they're going to be doing hopefully every year. On the sa- Sunday, they also had a, a market in the black box, so they kind of took a look over the black box for the fair. weekend. And a great vibe, a great group of people there. They seemed to have a great night, and it went off very very well. The uh, the final review then is one that Laura went to, and this was the the lyrics. Sort of Christmas show, uh, say sort of more adulty Christmas show. Yeah. Uh, Mistletoe and crime. They have two Christmas shows this year, so the main stage is being shared. So Mistletoe and crime, and then they have got Sleeping Beauty as well. But this was actually, I think, Belfast's first Christmas show of okay. the season. Okay. For sort of first uh, kick off into the festive season, and it was a it was a local performance. And um, there was a couple of actors that we've seen before. Uh, one of the girls played the uh, Fräulein, the landlady That's in right. Cabaret, and I, I, I think her. she's amazing. She's really, really good, and you just know it's her straight away. But um, I, I think I've said this before, but it's it wasn't too Northern Irish. Mm-hmm. It was just it was obviously a, it was about Belfast. It's about two uh, women police officers on Christmas Eve. One is it's her first night on the job, and one it's her last night on the job. And a classic premise. Exactly, hilarity ensues. But um, it was really good, sort of, uh, you see the City Hall Christmas tree, there's, uh, you see the BBC, you see, there's sort of a couple of Stephen Nolan gags. SOS um, bus you'd mentioned was the in SOS there. The SOS bus, which I, I thought was really good, um, sort of uh, taking the make out of it and didn't take itself too seriously. And uh, the set was, I thought it was really interesting because they're st- uh, sharing the main stage this year, they can't have a big... Um, installed set yeah. obviously because they have to change it 
So what they did with the space was really good. They had a rotating bit at the back of the stage, which mm. sort of um, switched between the, the police station desk and sort of other different bits. They had the Christmas tree in the background, which then later became a bit of the show. They had um, sort of building sets dropped down from the ceiling with Christmas lights on, and there's a good bit of uh, shadow puppetry going on as well. Um, it's hard to uh, sort of tell you about it without giving it away. But um, it, it is a really, really good show. I actually came home and I recommended my parents go and see it because they sort of like a bit of local theatre. And that's that continues on from, well, from now to I think November that started to the 11th of January. So that goes right past um, Christmas. And uh, yeah, go to the theatre.co.uk and you can check out more about that there. So that brings us to finish up on We Toast Tours. We Toast Tours is, as I said, hard to describe. It is a 15-person bike tour come portable bar you may have seen it driving around belfast if you haven't go to the web go to our website look for we toast tour it's one of the most recent re- uh, reviews we've done we talked to the proprietors went on a special uh, outing a media outing to try this out for ourselves we talked to proprietors and here is our interview with we toast tours hi this is chris and i am standing here in blackstaff square with jennifer kenna I am proprietor of We Toast Tours. Give us a little bit of a history about We Toast Tours. Well, my husband Ron and I were having a wee chat. Uh, we had relocated here from Minnesota in the States, and we heard ourselves telling a story about how we used to love biking, on the, uh, doing corporate dues and events on, on this 15-pedal bike that, that, that we used to have back there, and looked around and said, ah, oh, there's none of that here. What's it going to take? And so uh, the bike uh, comes from Amsterdam. We imported it over. Uh, so the discussion went on. If I were to back up and say, you know, oh no, it'll never get approved. It'll never be um, allowed on the streets of Belfast. And before we knew it, we were approved by the DOE, uh, Belfast City Council, and others that just said, you know, it's a bike. It's a bike on wheels. There's no motor. Go for it. Is there a name for this contraption, or is it just a bike? Pedal tour. There's a lot of names. Mm-hmm. If you go, you know, a lot of keywords you could yeah. pull up. We say pedal tour. You're gonna get petty bus pedal bike, beer bike. Um, we like pedal tour, uh, we toast tours, you know, this is the Belfast version. And obviously we're uh, an audio medium, so could you describe the vehicle physically to our listeners as best as you can? Let's see, It's a fifth, there are 15 seats on it, 10 of them have to actually pedal along, there is no motor, there's a driver, and you can assign a bartender, we'll have one provided for you. Um, you can bring your own is the way it works. Bring your own drinks um, of or eats of any sort. Obviously, there's a big barrel on the front, and uh, barrels are made for kegs. So we can coordinate that for you, and you really need to buy it yourself. We can coordinate it, get it, get it in, and tapped. And that's uh, you know, it, it kind of looks Dutch because it is. Uh, it, it's made by the Dutch who are, who are known for uh, loving bicycles and, and cycling. And this is you know, real traditional looking one. It's yellow. It's got some blue. Um, paint on it, uh, stripes sort of in the you know Dutch tradition. You know it's comfortable, but it is it's a workout. You know you come down here and do it and forget spinning. <laughs> How did it physically get to Northern Ireland? It was the the manufacturer actually got in his vehicle and pulled trailed it over himself. He said he was so excited to come to GB because it is the first one here. People waved him on all across uh, the island, uh, over over the ferry it came. Um, and just cheering, children running after it, lots of excitement, and arrived in late September. What's the top speed that it's doing then? Five miles an hour. (laughs) Whereabouts in Belfast do you go? I presume you stick to more flat areas of Belfast. Flatter terrain, the better, and so we like to take off behind Blackstaff Square, 
there or in front of the Europa, any place really that suits. But this, this has turned out to be a bit of a home base for us here behind Finbar McGee's. And so uh, we go through the town, around City Hall, especially for the Christmas market, um, to the Cathedral Quarter. And we'll really customize any tour you want to do, um, pub crawl, restaurant, uh, foodie tour. You know, you could do a musical tour. Uh, it's really make it what you want. And where does the where does the name We Toast Tours come from? Well, we sat down together um, with a great uh, creative man, um, Daryl Campbell from Meadow, and we wanted to be a little bit cheeky with the name, not too obvious. Um, you know, we wanted people to go toast what, <laughs> and um, the concept just came together. We we the, the thing about this for us is not to be too literal. You know, little little fun. And where can we find you online? How much does a tour cost and how, how long does it generally last? Well, you find us online at uh, www.wetoasttours.com and uh, it is £10 a seat per hour. Um, when you book out a whole group, it's £150 per hour, two hours. A lot of people like to do that as well. That's £300. And um, the stops are customizable. So again, you, you know, we'll do whatever you want, take you to your favorite place or introduce you to other places and say, you know, hey, we're going to get out here. Would you like to take, you know, 10, 20 minutes and then round people up and keep on going? You know, so some of the fun features are it's there's music, which you can probably hear in the background. You can bring your own. You can bring an MP3 player and dock it. Um, we've got CDs and radio. And uh, it's, again, it's just make, make it the way you like it, you know. I'd like to thank you very much and we're just about to hop on this so you'll be able to read by the time this comes out on the website what we thought of We Toast Tours. Um, it looks fantastic, you'll have seen it sitting around, um, going around Belfast, a number of people have commented to us and we'd just like to thank you very much for this interview. Thank you very much, this is, this is going to be a good tour. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Alternative Sports News, we have a quick round up for you this podcast starting off with Pro Wrestling Ulster who have their Super Show 3 at the Europa Belfast live on Sunday the 7th of December at that PW champion Tucker will be taking on Luther Valentine in a 30 man Ironman match that sets to see the two heavyweights do battle in the ring leaving behind blood sweat and tears to see who is the best also on that show ex WWE talent Shelton Benjamin will be competing in what will be an awesome bout from the high flying superstar Tickets £10, that's on Sunday the 7th of December. Be sure to check out ProWrestlingUlster.co.uk for more information on that. On the roller derby front, we have a World Cup screening of Ireland versus Spain in the Lowry's Back Bar Belfast. So you can go there, cheer on with other supporters, the World the Roller Derby World Cup tournament in Dallas. That's going to be a cracker, starts at 7pm. And that'll be good. Community feels that there and you can check in with what's happening on the world scale. As far as ice hockey is concerned, obviously during the winter months, this is when it all really kicks up. This month, Belfast Chants have four home games. The next one will be on Friday the 19th of December, and that versus the uh, Coventry Blaze as part of their Elite League campaign that's still going on. Uh, The next night, they face the Blaze again in Belfast. That's going to be see who can come the victor of those two matches in a row following on from that there one week later they face the Brayhead clan and that is on Saturday 27th and they finish up the year on the 30th facing the Dundee start at 7pm all part of their league league campaign and go on and wish the boys all the best of course tickets available there from the Odyssey Arena and check out the Odyssey Arena for more information on all of the Giants games 
And that's all we have this month for you on Alternative Sports. The month that will be December. Okay, so now we're going to do a round of December. Laura's going to take us through it. We're going to finish off with a family special, talking about the big plays that are on for our families. And then we're going to have some music from Hit the B button uh, to sing us out. Laura, take it away. Starting on the 4th of December is Sketchy's ninth birthday. Uh, Sketchy was a knight that used to be at Stiff Kitten, RIP. RIP, Stiff Kitten. It is now. It is now at Limelight and Annie Mac will be DJing. So that's Annie Mac's ringlets. <clears throat> just a ringlets. Definitely just a ringlets. Um, so that'll be quite the show. I think either it's already sold out or tickets are going really fast. So if you want to go to that, you should probably have a look. Tough now. luck. It's probably tough luck. Um, coming up, or whilst already started and running until the 11th of January is Mistletoe Crime, which we talked before, talked about before at the Lyric. See the website for <clears> an excellent <throat> review. An excellent review, tip yep. top, some people are calling it. Yeah, a lot of people saying that. Um, that is just a, it's a really good, feel good, uh, I wouldn't say family show, but uh, just, it, it's, it's a good For the older show. family, perhaps. For the older family. You can be a family and go. Uh, Pony Panto is back at the Mac from the 9th of December until the 14th, and we love Pony Panto. Yep, so see the website for previous reviews. We'll be bringing you a review of that as well. Yep, definitely. Uh, so my uh, Pony Panto Leone Pony calendar still on the go in the kitchen. So hopefully we'll get a new one. Get a new one for that this yep. year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't seen Pony Panto before, it's like comedy dance. Weird. They're generally very good dancers. They're but really it's, good dancers. But it's comedy. It's very good. Just go and see it. Yeah, you have to. It's my one top Christmas pick always. Yep, top pick. Um, another thing, it wouldn't be Christmas without Pigeon and Plum at the Black Box. Um, that is their vaudeville. Uh, Christmas show and that is running from the 11th Amazing. to the 13th of December we're going to that as well we'll be bringing you a review I have that booked and I have double booked it so I'm not able to go to that so that'll be awesome to not see that but read write the review I'm also going to chip in with this point, point and say that same night is the first night that Michael Bublé is playing in the Odyssey which you've also double booked yep which my wife had booked for <coughs> and she's not going so yeah Bublé's on from uh, December the 11th right through to Saturday the 14th or 13th something like that very similar Pigeon and Plum and Bublé competing they, for the same customer fan base oh there's definitely the same type of customers um, also coming up on the same dates the 11th to the 13th of December is the teen uh, this is by the Comedy of Errors who are a troop that are putting on this play Tien and they're putting it on here on the uh, from the 11th to the 13th of December at the South Bank Playhouse and they're then going to take it to Milan to do it in Italian um, from on the 17th and 18th of December so I think this is the first time this has happened uh, I would guess so uh, very exciting and uh, that should be good we're going to have a review of that there uh, we're sending our intrepid reporter Brandon out to review that there uh, also coming up on the 13th, there's a lot of things going on around then, is a Mel de May at the Ulster Hall. So if you're a fan, you know, definitely get tickets That'll for that. That'll be great. <clears throat> I'm ripping because I'm away for that as well, so I'll not get to see that. Um, Have a good one, Imelda! Love Imelda May. I do love Imelda May's region. Also, um, well, from now to the 21st of December is the Continental Market, which everyone loves. Ooh la la! And everyone goes to the Lavery's beer tent and gets yep. drunk. So that's I've been, had some pints, I've had a uh, hot dog, and I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. That's how I you also know. had some pig. 
And a little tip, if you're going to get the roast pig, ask for hog. the crackling, because hog, because they don't give it to you voluntarily, but they have it there. They're just like, oh, nobody wants this. Yes, they do. Everybody wants the crispy skin with hairs in it. Thanks. The best part. Yep. So that is running from now, so that's for all your Christmassy needs. Um, also is the Christmas, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's just Christmas at uh, Titanic Belfast. We went last year. Experience, I think it's called. Christmas Experience, and that's running from, well, now to the 23rd of December, and you get mulled wine, you get a mince pie, you it's, get to see good. Santa. Yeah, it's a wee trip round. There's a Santa in his workshop. Like Laura says, There's diff- you get mulled wine and mince pies and all that sort of stuff, and it's good uh, Good take the kids too. With yeah, it's definitely um, another good sort of thing to get yeah, you into the Christmas spirit. It's not just spirit. a sort of like run of the mill uh, grotto. In like a shopping centre or something. Yeah. But uh, that, more to it. that's everything that is December in a nutshell. And just going to finish off with this, what I'm calling the big four. So this is like the big four plays that the big biggest places are putting on for uh, families over this Christmas time. And we're going to start off with uh, what's on it. The lyrics. So the lyric have the Sleeping Beauty which is a play for all ages. They've got special performance uh, for schools and stuff like that there, um, written by Derek O'Connor, and that's running from the 5th of December to the 4th of January. All ages are welcome. Check out the Lyric Theatre for that there. That's going to be uh, looks like a great show. Um, they're covering some really great themes, and it looks like they've sort of uh, fleshed it out, um, given a bit more body than perhaps usual. So go and check that out, the Lyric. Next up, we have The Mac, where they have the uh, Family Hoffman's Christmas Mystery Theatre. This is their big show where they're going to have 17 world-class illusions. Uh, they've got a, a carnival in the show. They've got all sorts of... Uh, it's got a very carnival-esque theme to it. We saw the the one performance they did outside uh, The Mac. And we're hopefully going to get to go and do a review of that there as well because it really, really looks forward. That looks like it's for kids of all ages, right up to 30. Um, Belfast Waterfront Hall have Jack and the Beanstalk um, this is running from 27th of November so it started already to the 4th of January this is perhaps the second biggest pantomime next to the one we're going to address next and it's by, all, by all means I've heard it's a really great show I haven't seen it before it's a great place to take the kids there um, it's a really nice building the acoustics are always great in there and it's a good show from what I've heard Last by no means least is the granddaddy of them all, and that is the Grand Opera House. They have Aladdin this year. Uh, I've been to see about five of these in a row until last year when I was in Scotland. And every year, I mean, it's similar, but it's great. This is the big show put on. Uh, Jane Wiseman's at it this year again. Also, Faye Tozer of Steps. Random, but fair enough. She can sing. Um, There's some sort of puppet thing that I'm not familiar with at all. And May McFedridge, who's, yep, making a career out of this. This is her 25th year in pantomime or something like Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. I mean, and to look at her, you'd barely know. She's 25, really young looking. True fact, I went to see a play in Navi and May McFedridge was there out of costume and it was very strange seeing him there. So, yeah, Aladdin's a big one, obviously. It runs from the 29th of November to 19th of January. It's absolutely massive, Uh Always good effects, always good crack, massive set pieces, and loads of screaming kids. And that surmises our top four family entertainment this Christmas. Uh, and all it is left for us to do is to say, uh, have a really great Christmas. We will have a New Year's edition, hopefully, um, coming out in January. Um, so it is uh, a very happy Christmas and New Year from me, Chris. 
And a very happy Christmas and New Year from me, Laura. And here to sing us out, to play us out, is Hit the B button with their song, Marshall. <laughs>